Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and those who fall into neither category, and welcome to another episode of Star Trek Reliant. Tonight, I am Gerilyn Blackwell, and I will be your host and DM, which means that everyone will be under my maniacal control. <laughs> oh, wait, I shouldn't say that. Anyway, joining me tonight, running down the list, we have Bazag as Rick Tier, the chief engineer. Welcome to the show. I am running everything behind the scenes. <laughs> this is true. Uh, while I might be the DM, if I make Rick mad, all of a sudden, everything will go quiet and you'll never hear from us again. Next up, we have the ship's first officer and Dr. Eli O'Connor. Hi, I'm Dr. Eli O'Connor. I can't speak tonight, but I'm controlling you, you the viewer, through your hearts and minds. Impressive. Tonight, playing the captain, as well as Setsu Jigoro, and quite possibly John T. Tardigrade, we have Duncan Idaho as Marcus Graves. Good evening, all. For some reason, I thought that was going to go longer. <laughs> I, I was considering whether or not to call for Nell in that voice, but... Tonight, playing Chaplain Victor Waitley, and possibly also starring guest appearances by Grimnir and Ensign Mary Shepard, we have Grumpy Old Nord. Hello, one and all. Welcome to the Madhouse. Please, seriously, where's where's the door? I've, I've been trying to get out of here for months. Ah, yes, Star Trek Reliant. 2,000 doors in, no way out. <laughs> With us as well, we have our man out of time, fusion physicist and antimatter expert, Daniel Wells. Hi. I am science. All of it. I just am. Potentially incredibly useful. With us as our resident combat monkey, as well as engineering monkey, because let's face it, explosions can solve both problems, we have Chorog. Evening all. Welcome to the asylum. Straight jackets are in the house. And as for George, he's a very gentle. <laughs> I'm glad to know this. At least now we know where to go. And... As the credits roll, the music swells, and the episode comes to a start, we find ourselves in Captain Graves' ready room. Captain Graves is sitting in bed, reading what looks like an antiquated novel. Turns a page, turns another page, sighs and sets it down, takes out a data pad, scrolling through the week's news, doom scrolling, having its allure. There's a chirp on uh, the captain's desk as uh, there's a communication coming in from New Saul. Graves raises an eyebrow and accepts the, communi uh, accepts the communication. Uh, captain Graves, is it? Uh, yes, this is Captain Graves. I am uh, Thelen Zah, and I am the... Um, um, the administrator for the, well, the facility that uh, the Mirror Universe version of uh, Rick Tear is currently uh, presiding in. I thought uh, it would be due for some updates to your um, cruise counterpart. All right, Graves says. Internally thinking, uh, the internally wondering if... Um this is going to be an account of how many people Mirrorick has bitten. Uh, there has, obviously, there were some rather um, 
initial problems with uh, settling uh, Rictir uh, into uh, general population. Um, Naturally. Uh, there were um, a number of, uh, let's say, violent fracas uh, within the prison population uh, that stemmed from his introduction into the main population. All right. How large is this population? Uh, generally, uh, about a hundred in our facility. It's not um, particularly big, but uh, in terms of uh, facilities of our size, but we are more um, catered to some of the more um, violent and aggressive individuals. It's right. essentially they're the, like the supermax kind of, you know, um, worst of the worst. Um, as such, um, and with consultation with uh, psychologists that Miro Rick has actually reluctantly attended uh, via, obviously, uh, remote communication calls um, that um, we have decided that um, it would be best for a, a semi-permanent isolation. We have, um, in conjunction with the government, located a, a smallish island that um, we can house him on uh, we have, obviously, um, transport inhibitors uh, preventing him from escaping. We monitor the skies, we monitor the sea around, and um, it is our belief that, um, that since he, the society that he came from was uh, quite the aggressive society, that we needed to remove him in such a way that allows him to separate and not be on such a survival footing um, all the time. Hopefully, yeah, yeah hopefully we can um, provide him with a calming situation and hopefully in time he will um, understand um more about himself firstly but also um be able to get his well let's say let's say build up some trust and realign his perspectives on what we can do i see all right well it's good to know that at least there's some development despite the difficulties um Definitely want to say, be careful if you're giving him too much isolation time that he's not using it for, let's just say, escape purposes. But otherwise, if you have that in hand, then I guess it's going as well as can be expected. Yes, we have. Well, there is um, always with prisoners of such a high degree of violence and aptitude, especially in engineering, um, there's going to be some 
problems, but we are monitoring the situation uh, as best as uh, as best as we can. All right. Ah, um, let's see then. Is there anything else we should know that I can pass on to Rick or our version of Rick to you? Uh, for now, that uh, just pass him on that he is um, uh, just uh, say that he is um, trying to um, figure out his duty to himself right now. Do you have uh, any questions, Captain? Duncan, you muted. Ah, dang it. Uh, not at this time, but I'll certainly let you know or send you a uh, send a message if there's anything we should or that's pertinent to look into. All right. Um, if there are, if you have any queries, then you can use the the con code to contact me. Um, that if you for some reason do need to contact uh, the prisoner, you uh, it would be. Um, Best to go through me as well as we arrange um, limited um, comms traffic to the area where he is. All right. Thanks for letting us know. All right. Uh, farewell, Captain. We'll um, hopefully not contact too much. All right. Take care. Graves out. And with that, the call ends. Graves returns to his data pad, looking at the doom scrolling. Uh, moving over to a uh, small little uh, video display to turn on some general chill background scenes of nature. And with that, the camera changes position, and it's now down in the science labs, where Setsa Jigoro currently looks over a rather ostentatiously dressed android known only as BD-20, picked up from the bazaar. Hmm. I mean... The robes are nice, but at the same time, you've also got, like, this underlayer. It looks like a little bit of a combat weave, but kind of tattered. Sure you want to keep on that? It's probably constraining your movement. Oh, but it's great fashion. At least I think so. It goes well with the hat and cape, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, you, you tend to stand out on top of being, well, quite obviously an android. Uh, but if it's your look, I mean, it's your look. Uh, as far as this diagnostic goes, everything looks okay. Uh, I'm, you know, pulling triple duty here, but at the same time, you know, I have a little bit of experience in this area. Uh, BD sits up and says, Well, I do find your bedside manner most conductive. At least you're not trying to take me apart like the last 17 people did. Yeah, I, I I think, you know, not disassembling the patient um, is is a good start in building a physician-patient um, uh, rapport, um, certainly from experience. And it is about this time that the lights in the room suddenly go out, and the computer screens start displaying a warning as sparks fly from a couple panels. Something is attempting to hack into the Reliance computer. Not again... <laughs> BD looks around. Again? This happens a lot? I mean, I mean, some kind of big technical malfunction? Or at least big ship-wide thing? 
Uh, another day in Starfleet where, I mean, if you were, you know, not born or not meeting our, uh, oh, meeting combatants and thrilling combat, it's oh, just one ship disaster after another. So I take it this is an inconvenience. Yes, this is an inconvenience. Um, could you point your like your ocular unit over here um, by this control panel so I can get a little bit of light? Ah, no worries. I can handle this myself. And at that point, BD stands up, walks over, and places a hand on the control panel. And now the dice will tell us what happens. Mystic dice. After a few moments, the power flickers back on, firewalls go up on the computer, and everything returns to normal. BD simply looks over. There we go. I fixed it. Um, what exactly was the problem? Was it a false alarm, or was someone actually trying to infiltrate the system? It was an attempted infiltration through the subspace network. Apparently a rogue communication attempting to seize control of the ship. Uh, figures. I'll go alert Graves. Uh, she just has, like, yeah, she just trods over to the uh, communications panel. Considering for a moment using her um, remote uh, implant to try to um, access the systems, but decides not to put her brain in contact with the starship at this time. BD just kind of looks around, seeing as though he's no longer involved, and just says, "Well, I'll I'll simply stay here. Stay here, shall I?" Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll be right back. Just typing out a message here. Uh, attempted subspace in uh, subterfuge on the ship. Probably already know. BD took care of it. All's good. And she just adds a little um, emoji um, at the end of the message and sends it off to Graves. Uh, soon after that message, Graves get another message from Engineering, a bit confused, stating you know the same sort of thing, but um, with an unknown, um, you know, like they don't know how it was resolved, and are looking into the problem just in case there is a, another um, undetected infiltration. Graves um, relays the information from Setsa over to Rick and then lays back and puts the book he was reading earlier on his face. When Setsa turns one. around from the panel, there's an elderly Ibby woman sitting on the bed where BD was a few moments ago, holding a cup of tea. Without reacting to Setsa, she simply takes a drink from the cup of tea. Um, uh, BD, are we alone anymore? As she says that, the woman simply looks up from the cup of tea and stares directly into Setsa's eyes and simply says, He's calling you. And then when Setsa blinks, she's gone. At which point BD looks around some more. I... I did not register any other life forms, ma'am. <sighs> Figure that. Uh, maybe it's just implants around the frets again. Uh, she contemplates for a moment uh, heading over to Medical Bay to try to get herself taken care of. Or counseling, or, or, and then just the list goes on, or, 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 and she just kind of flops down, um, like on, like kind of flop, flops her upper body down on the uh, workbench that uh, BD is on. Oh, taking a nap, are we? I shall simulate some soothing ocean noises. He then proceeds to do so. So that's it imitates a foghorn. Meanwhile, we'll cut down to Rick in main engineering, as Rick attempts to check and see if there's been any other infiltration attempts. 
Yes, um, so uh, Rick will just sort of look at um, knowing this one's been resolved from the data. He will um, just sort of go through and see uh, how was this attempt made um, and if there's been ever any kind of probing uh, to the to the ship's ports or whatever um, IT jargon um, is appropriate. <laughs> Go ahead and give me a reason engineering roll. There we go, two successes. All right. Since this was an actual player success, I'll count this as building up a momentum for you guys. So if someone can keep track of that. And in this case, uh, Rick is able to learn a great deal from the computer. First off, Anybody trying to attack the computer now is going to have to deal with the uh, intrusion countermeasures that uh, BD-20 has apparently set up within the system, which are extremely strong and have a massive algorithmic channel which is changing every three picoseconds. But that doesn't seem to be hindering the ship. In fact, if anything, that's entirely helpful. However, going through the records, it looks as though the attempt was made very, very specifically. It was almost entirely using Reliance command codes, and it came from a very specific spot in space, tunneled through the subspace network. Someone wasn't just trying to hack any ship out there. Someone specifically targeted the Reliant. Well, uh, Rick T sort of ponders that for a moment. Um, puts up a report um, and sends the captain a report. One about the... Um, about the... Um, Attemption, uh, attempt of the hacking attempt and what he's been able to find about where it's came from and another about the um, the, the intrusion defensive measures that um, that have been uh, put into place by BD uh, and so in the first one he recommends that the command codes for the Reliant be um, refreshed. It would also seem that you have one other piece of information the computer spits out, a suspected origin point for the transmission. Yeah, that is included in the initial report. Um, that uh, this, is, this is what happened, this is where it came from, and this is um, initial sort of like stopgap to... Um, uh, the 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 refreshing command codes is is a temporary measure to before the you know the the confrontation of whoever's doing this with whatever information they shouldn't have. So um, Captain Graves gets two beeps with uh, all that information. Graves rolls over, pushes himself up from the bed, hops up, throws on a uh, uniform jacket, and says, "All right." See this on the bridge, judging from this is probably going. Uh, let's see. He's probably got this well in hand. Filtration attempt, that one reliant. He, he's sort of like thinking through the various different players that could be involved and says, all right, uh, Graves to uh, Lieutenant Tardigrade. It should be noted, the location of the transmission was somewhere from within Ibby Assembly space. Oh, okay, so that's definitely going to put Graves on the alert of like, okay, I know, I think I know who's doing this. So he says, all right, 
John the Lieutenant Tardigrade. John, meanwhile, is on the holodeck building a sandcastle with all the other baby tardigrades. Um, is growing quite large, as in it is more or less becoming a defensible citadel for something the scale of a tardigrade. So Skipper's running along the battlements where the um, turrets are currently being assembled by Smarty Tardigrade and Party. John taps his com badge, and he's got the little yellow swim trunks on right now, and says, I'm John here. Uh, all right, uh, John, I uh, need you to keep an eye on Satsa. John says, oh, oh, oh okay, is, is, is this like a, you know, fan thing? Like, you know, is she feeling down? Or, and Graves says, um, it's, uh, it's a mission thing. Make sure she stays on board reliant. And then, uh, yeah, and then John just nods and says, okie dokie, and he runs off and you know, it, it waves to the other baby tardigrades and, uh, yeah, basically proceeds to get ready for security duty. And yeah, uh, Kara, if you want to take John from here, uh, go for it. John proceeds to surprise a couple of people in the hallway as he runs by in swim trunks. Doop, 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 doop. And then the camera cuts back to Captain Graves. Graves, uh, Graves is heading up to the uh, heading up to the bridge and kind of taps his comm badge and says, uh, "Graves to Eli O'Connor." O'Connor here. O'Connor. Uh, I'm not quite familiar with the protocols in this respect, but we may have just had an infiltration attempt from Ibi Space um, onto USS Reliant, and I am somewhat concerned someone is trying to compromise that side. From the background is Kara's voice. Is that why the lights went off? Uh, yeah, that's why the lights went off. How um, did you say they did this? Uh, subspace hacking attempt. Uh, Rick's got the details. Okay, but I mean, like, how? Like, did they... Uh, I think they just basically uh, tried to hijack some regular communications and send a viral data packet in. They also had access to the Reliance command codes. See, that's the information I was trying to get. I just didn't want to, like, instantly uh, know yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, so Graves relays that and says, yeah, they, they may have already ha tried to hack our command codes. Well, uh, so, I feel like Starfleet Command has to get involved then. Yeah, Starfleet Command has to get involved then. I'm just uh, basically saying we might want to have a take a look at Setsa and make sure her implants aren't being affected. I can do that. All right. Uh, yeah. I'm on the bridge right now. Oh, I'm heading up the bridge, so want to attack out? Yep, the bridge is yours, Captain. Alrighty, and Graves sort of, like, he's been waiting in the turbo lift and the doors just open onto the bridge. Eli immediately gets up and hits the turbo lift. They just meet in the middle, not yeah, give each just, other a nod. Yeah, <laughs> nod and Graves takes a seat. Car does a double take at Graves. You look like shit, sir. Um, yeah, I haven't been sleeping great. Uh, before, the, before the door closes, um, Eli shouts, he's been doom scrolling again. Then it, then it just closes. I mean, a little bit, but I think it's just the implants. I might need to do actually do some regeneration. Hmm. Well, if that's the case, I guess maybe you should go talk to Dr. O'Connor as well. That's right really now, I'm on business. the bridge. Cut now to the camera following Dr. Eli O'Connor to the Med Bay, his personal kingdom. But does it have battlements? Not yet. It does have hidden booze supplies, though, in case of siege. Last time I built battlements, Ged got mad I was using all the pillows. But John was happy. Speaking of Ged, 
as you enter the med bay, Ged is there. He looks over and then promptly goes back to what he's doing without a word. All right. Eli taps his comm badge. Sets a... Yeah. Gonna need you to come down here. I've been told to take a look at you. All right. Um, that That's probably good. She, she um, gives a nod to uh, BD and says, I'm gonna go um, get a physical for myself. If anything else happens, feel free to touch the control panels. Okay, Who are you so talking to there? Uh, we got B- BD, the um, androids up here. The, the, the pirate android? Um, uh, Retired. He, yeah. He's been good. He fixed the ship. I mean, well, that may be. Um, somebody should watch him. I'm sending Chorog his way. Okay, I could okay. just follow Miss Jigoro. Okay, fine. You can come down here. Oh, do we want still want to invite Chorog over to Med Bay? I mean, make it a party. You know what? Fine. And then BD just in the background, party in the Med Bay. Eli sighs and looks over to Ged and just shrugs. Ged goes Gone. over to the replicator and starts replicating bottles of alcohol. Okay, yeah. we're doing this. John, at this point, walks in with his swim trunks. John, what are you doing here? I, I, I was, I was, um, well, Sets is coming here, right? Um, yes, yeah, soon. Yeah, so I, I am supposed to keep an eye on Setsa, Captain's orders. All right, good, good. So John just walks over, hops up on one of the bio beds, and takes one of the silvery Mylar blankets and just crawls under it and hides very ineffectively. <laughs> Eli taps his combatch. O'Connor to Chorog. Chorog here. What's going on? Um, apparently party in the med bay, I guess, but we also need you to watch the retired pirate robot. I'm on my way. I'm bringing Venom. Grand. Chorog tucks away his Makabara mat and grabs a rather large bottle of Venom as well as his disruptor pistol and heads to the med bay. At this point, John also pops his head out from under the blanket. Wait a minute, we having party? I, I guess, you know what, sure. This is Ged show kind most of the time. I might be in charge here, but he's, you know, here all the time. John reaches back under the blanket and puts on a party hat, and then crawls back under the blanket to hide again. It is now even more inefficient. At about this time, there's also a beep from the door. That's how it arrives in Medbay. BD-20 trails behind her in his flowing cape and grand hat. May I present the lovely BD-20, uh, Grand Minister of, um, following me to Medbay at this time. Technically, BD-20 is only my designation, not my name. Um, name and designation, same thing, but yeah, what is, what is your chosen name? Well, that would be like me saying that your designation is half trill. I mean, technically correct. Which is the best kind of correct. Anyway, uh, name. Name. Been a while since I gave it any thought. Give me a few minutes. If you don't think of something, I'm gonna call you Fred. Fred is a lovely name. Oh dear, what have I done? Oh, it works. Um, so... Eli. You have a bit of a hacking attempt. And... I also happened to see a navy lady. In, like, medbay. Like, old lady. That's not good. No. And I'm also told they were using the command codes. Do they use just graves, or do they have mine? Oh, I don't know about that. It's just, you know, saw... This is just something I'm pondering. I should probably ask Richter. 
Yeah, I mean, assuming or it's not read the me, report. It might be in the report. Like, assuming it's not like stress or just my implants acting up, could just be you know under the situation. I just imagine things, but you know, old lady said something like, "Oh, he's coming," something like that. Thinking back, Setsa recalls that he's. She simply said, "He's calling." Oh, calling! Oh, calling! Okay. Oh, he's calling. So, like, maybe that's a clue or something completely different i don't know she just flops on uh she flops onto the bio bed not noticing john and just like just squishes him he's how did you not see him there's a muffled oomph but to be honest he's a tardigrade with an exoskeleton so she squishes him a lot less than she gets squished back he sets a goes oomph and then rolls off the bio bed bd20 just kind of looks down I think you're in the right place. Yeah, so, like, do the scan thing and just see how bad my brain's messed up. Um, it's gonna be a bit more than a scan. Well, we're obviously gonna be a scan first, but I need I might need to, like, try to plug into your stuff. Alright. Like, this is very serious, especially when they're using command codes, because that can mean the entire fleet is compromised. Yeah, just kind of just make sure, you know, they don't hack into my brain while I'm connected to the ship. I've been trying to be careful of that. Well, you're not going to be connected to the ship when I do this. You're going to be connected to my tricorder, which is isolated from the ship. So if they try to get into my tricorder, I'm going to set it on fire. Okay, I, I like this plan. Meanwhile, John just starts saying tricorder's connected to the brain implant. <laughs> That's the time that Chorog finally shows up. Chorog, welcome! That's where's, the the where's the robot I got a babysit? As His he name is Fred in, now. As he walks in, uh, Ged gives him a uh, glass of vodka, a party hat, and points at BD-20. And Eli's starting with tricorder scan first before he plugs into any implants. Uh, give me a control medical. Okay, I need to open up my sheet because I for- actually forgot. Fuck. Do we have to call him Fred? Why don't we call him Marvin? Alright, here we are. So control medicine? Yep, control medicine. And BD looks up. Actually, I do believe I have remembered my name. I was given the name Apathy. Marvin it is. I liked Fred better. <laughs> well, what about Fred Apathy? Frapathy. Tapatharvin! Mm, yeah. I... Okay, so, uh... Obviously, prosthetics and cybernetics should count for this, right? Yes. It reminds me of that robot I, I was reading about in a book I found in the computer system. Weird book. Okay, so first off, we generate another momentum because you got a very high success. You take a quick scan of Setsa. All the implants seem to be functioning fine. She's completely separated from the network. She doesn't have a subspace implant. Nothing is coming in. You also now have all of her measurements displayed on the screen, as well as, let's say, the slightly x-ray picture. Okay, went for the full scan. You know things. I mean, I'm a doctor. I know everybody's things. For good or ill? There's some knowledge you have. (laughs) There's some knowledge you just live with and never speak about. Ged, meanwhile, is handed out a shot glass to a little tardigrade paw that has extended from under the blanket, and then withdrawn with the glass. Wait, did you just give John venom? No, uh, no it was vodka. Okay, um, this'll be interesting. Oh no. Is there about to be a roll made? I mean, yeah, John's gonna have to do a roll because he has never had alcohol before. Oh, well, I hope he's of age because Ged just gave it to him. I mean, he's like, he's a hundred and something years old, so. 
species age differently. Yeah. In any event, while that's going on, Dr. O'Connor, you are utterly and completely convinced that Setsa has not been compromised. Hmm. I'm, I'm still gonna do my due diligence and get a second opinion. I'm going to plug directly into the mainframe. I mean, Setsa. There's a slurp from under the blanket, and then a... Ugh! And then the shot glass comes flying out. Meanwhile, if you want to go ahead and scan sets again, just give me the same roll again. No, no, I'm plugging into her. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm plugging into her implants. Yeah, but it's still got to be control medicine, so. I know, but it's not a scan. I'm physically plugging in is what I'm getting at. Okay, well, go ahead and plug yourself into Setsa if you really want to that bad, and tell us how it feels. I'm plugging in the tricord. <laughs> God damn it. Ah, uh, fuck me. You know what? Hold on a second. We have a momentum. I'm immediately using that to reroll the 20. <laughs> oh, we have two moments. Oh, I, I only need the one, probably. Let's find out. Do, do, do. Spend threat? No, not yet. With Eli, I could just wait for the dice to do my job for me. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I only needed the one. Artur uh, You plug into Setsa and you do the scan. Uh, you don't find anything new. It's almost exactly what you saw before, except now Setsa has a cord sticking out of her neck. Alright, hmm. Meanwhile, Charles grabs the shot glass that John tossed, fills it with a little bit of venom, and says, Here, John, try this. I think you might like this better. John, don't know. I'm Too late. The shot, the shot glass disappears under the, the blanket. Unsuccess for John. There's a glug. And then the shot glasses pass back out. Spicy. All right, I have one last thing I'm going to try. It's a bit unorthodox, but I'm just being extra sure since scans are saying you're fine, all that. But what does your mind say? At one point I'm or another, to... Ged has passed a glass of vodka to BD20, who proceeds to drink it in the Fred Stryker or Ted Stryker, you know, class of having a drinking problem. He better burp up fire like Bender, or I'm going to be mad. After a moment, with the vodka running down him, BD20 simply looks and says, Right, I don't have a mouth. Oof. But as I was saying, okay, mind, yes, I'm going to empath. I'm going to empath now. Okay. Uh, insight, medical, and this time you will not get your focuses. It's, yeah, I got a fucking goddamn imbecile. Magil. I can't pronounce things. Magil. Magil. Yeah, she, she no respond. What's your target? Let me see if I can get it. Um, hold on, so I gotta do math. I'm bad at math. Okay, here we go. One! Okay, because I was so waiting for the complication on this one, too, because that would have been hilarious. Because you basically asked the same question three different ways and almost got a complication on every one. Uh, you don't feel... Anything unusual from Setsa. She's obviously stressed and worried about this, but you don't feel any outside influence whatsoever. All right, well, everything is coming back fine. Ged, have you any extra ideas? Ged walks over and sets a glass of vodka and a party hat. Right, that's, that's probably... Takes the party hat. I mean, vodka too. It's doctor's orders. Ged's a doctor, mostly. It's for the stress. It'll relax you. And I'll All take right. a tequila. You know, I don't do vodkas on Tuesday. Ged goes and gets Eli a drink as well. 
Ged just holds up a glass. To impromptu parties where we can drink on the job. Here, here's got two complications on that drinking roll. So that's uh, just kind of blinks. And for a moment, Eli looks like an elderly Ibby woman in the nun outfit. And then she blinks, and it's Eli again. Did, did anyone see Eli turn into a nun? What? Nothing. Listen, I know I did some weird things on Halloween like three years ago, but we don't have to bring it up. Meantime, Chorog's tricorder beeps. Looks at us like, someone's trying to hack us again. Are they? Actually, it's an error from Chorog's uh, tricorder. No one's trying to hack them. There hasn't been a subspace transmission that's been accepted by the ship for the past, oh, 30 minutes. Well, that just didn't come out of thin air or something that had to cause that. And I saw it too. Wait, what? Okay. I think it was just Setsa being drunk. She did totally fail her alcohol roll. Yeah, she like it, she got two twenties. Like I, I'm surprised she's still standing. She's not standing. She's sitting on the floor still. She never got up from before. Oh yeah. Then what was what the then what was with the spooky nun? There was uh, no spooky nun. What are Ged? What are you giving these people to drink? Ged looks around. <laughs> it's just vodka. And BD20 simply says, interesting. You Okay, I'm just making sure you didn't accidentally give them Checkers Ayahuasca if they're seeing things. It appears that the medical phenomenon may be spreading. See, this is why I'm going with tequila, he says as he sips tequila. I mean, if, it, if it's spreading, like, Jorg, I, he doesn't have brain implants, so, um... Oh, is it Waitley again? Wait, what do you mean again? I don't know. I mean, he's got the big brain stuffs. Like but why? Why would Waitley? Why would Waitley do something like this? He's just the nicest man. <laughs> well, I mean, that is what people are supposed to think about him. Uh, technically, <laughs> I, really suspicious. Technically, I do have implants. It's what my mask plugs into. Hmm. Eli was being sarcastic, by the way. I mean, what if, like, what if we could, like, make. Korog's implants look like my implants. Maybe that subterfuge. That's as says, quite drunk. Korog removes his mask. You can see two small ports on either side of his uh, temples. Ged looks over. Huh. I never picked that up on the general overview. And then he looks over at Setsa. Anyway, she's relaxed. Alright, yeah. And Chorog, couldn't you have just, you know, gotten the same effect by just putting some magnets under your skin? Or does it like feed actual information into your brain or something? I have an implant in my head. The mask feeds data into the implant, which allows me to scan rooms. I can get readings from my tricorder. It also helps with my aim. In addition, okay, so it gives you a HUD. In addition, I bet he Basically. can smell through the mask. Handy, that. The mask, you know, is, the mask is a fil- has a light filter in it. It filters out some things, but not a lot. I wish you had told me this sooner. You'd realize I'm literally a cyberneticist. Trog hands his mask over to Eli. Eric, take a look. I mean, I gotta focus on Setsa right now, but definitely later. This is interesting stuff, he says, looking at the mask before handing it back. I think I've survived so long being a pirate, I have these upgrades done. I mean, you know, you're not Starfleet, so if you're one more... At this point, BD-20 is just standing stock still. He's starting to live up to his name. Apathy. Anyway, what kind of a name is Apathy, anyway? Searching Records. 
Ah, uh, yes, I see here. Uh, former organizations to which I was affiliated. Before I was a pirate lord on the... And the voice changes suddenly. Bizarre. I was a member of what is known as the Conclave. What? Conclave. The Conclave. conclave. Aren't um, those, those, like, the, the, the people were that, like, the, the Romulan you like? Or we still, he's still on board, yeah. Yeah. Um, give me a second. I have to make, like, three calls in rapid succession. Okay, more like two, but three. So who are we calling? Hello. Well, who I'm calling. I'm going into another room, he says, as he backs into another room. No, no, no. I'm, I'm asking who we're calling as the G DM. Oh, okay, okay. Eli goes into his office first up, taps his comm badge. Uh, O'Connor to Graves. Graves here. I got some, uh, I got some interesting news. You know that well, pirate robot we have? Yeah. He used to be part of the Conclave. That, that's the organization that Romulan's part of, right? That's the organization that Romulan's part of, yeah. Yeah, and they've got a thing about robots. Yeah, um, I'm about to call him next. Well, I'm going to invite him down here. Alright. Are you sure inviting him down there is a good idea? It's the medical bay. What's the worst that could happen? He's going to inject some medicine and feel nice for a little while? I mean, you ha like, who do you have for security down there? Chorog. And? Chorog. There should be one more if he's following my orders. John's here. Alright. He's Good. drunk, though. What? Damn, what? Um, John's drunk. I think so. Uh, it's not like on, like, apple juice. It's... No, Chora gave him venom. Spicy. Venom. It's venom. Alright, um... If you notice reality start changing, definitely um, try to calm them down with something. Uh, chocolate milk is usually pretty good at that, so just, yeah, just make sure you got chocolate milk on hand. Um, will a milkshake do? Probably. Alright, good. Alright, I'm right. about to call the Romian. Bye! Uh, wait, uh, okay. Oh, wait, did you have something else? Uh, no, um, how's Setsa doing? Um, she's also drunk. It was doctor's orders. Get specifically, not mine. Alright, so anything to report about her implants? Um, they seem to be fine right now, but she said she saw a nun. I'm not sure if that's the alcohol or some kind of hallucinations. Uh, did she mention what kind of nun? I don't know, but she also mentioned an itty old woman. Alright, that's probably the Igven. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I, we saw them when we were there. I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so let's figure that the Igven are trying to pull something on us right now, so... Double up security, and, I mean, with your Conclave friends down there, do ask about the Eggvet. Alright, uh, adding that to the list. Alright, so... Yeah, maybe call Oakley down there as well, just to have a little bit more engineering support in case you need it. Oakley's not on tonight. I know. Alright, well, o Oakley's coming on down. Alright. Beboop indeed. Oakley flies into the med bay. He is given a small shot glass of vodka and a party hat. Cleaning solvent. Alright, um, anything else? Like, at all? Yeah, I think we're good. Alright, if you, if you want to, you can send Kara down here for emotional support, too. I mean, if Seth is drunk, probably, but also, I mean, if someone needs to handle... 
Uh, some cyborgs definitely might need a little bit of assistance, but um, Kara, do you want to go down and see a drunk, drunk Jibby down there? Kara blinks and looks back at the captain and says, wait, what's going on now? Uh, apparently, Sets has gone for a medical checkup. She's apparently drunk, might need a little bit of emotional support. And tell her she might get to fight, you know, bad guys if they come on. Yeah, we also might have some trouble with the Ikven brewing. Ara stands up and just walks to the turbo lift, muttering, this goddamn ship, I tell you what. And a few Great, minutes later, up. she arrives down in Med Bay, and also gets a glass of vodka and a party hat from Get. Alright, now I'm calling the Romulan for real this time. Bye, Captain. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs> Alright, Eli taps his combat, then taps it again. Eli to what was his name? It's been so long, and I'm slightly. Oh, it, it's Zazius. Zazius. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I didn't pronounce it like full on Zacchaeus. I uh, would be fine. Eli taps his com badge. O'Connor to Zacchaeus. 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 Who wants this one? Uh, I, I figured that was you, but I could do uh, yeah, it. Let me too. No, no I, I oh, think I, it's I funny if great if uh, Duncan does it in the same tone he does did grave so it's just confusing and out of context anyone skips ahead <laughs> no i want to do a slightly different accent for it fair i mean if they're skipping ahead randomly through the episode they're going to be confused no matter what i mean fair. I, if do, like it basically might be something you want to do when you know enjoying um certain medicinals i mean just to get full fully confused about what's happening but anyway zacius answers like hmm zacius avocure um hey it's the ship's doctor and first officer. Can you come down to the medical bay? I am slightly indisposed by this brig cell you still have me in. Uh, what? I, we didn't put you in a brig cell. We put you in quarters, just under, like, house arrest. What? Uh, well, apparently your ever-so-kind chief of security has seen fit to put me back in the brig. Something about uh, tampering with... And so Starfleet equipment, but I don't see what's so troublesome about trying to build an android out of a blender. What, would the, what was the android's purpose? Uh, does it need a purpose? I mean, you're just making life for the hell of it? Yeah, tinkering, keeping busy. I mean, were you putting weapons on it, is the big question. Um, strictly speaking, no, but the tongs could probably cause a nasty pinch. That, that's not a weapon. It's, it's, All Listen, right. I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him about that. But um, just just hold the combat up to the cell door if he's there. Uh, he, Zacius uh, does that and just calls, Mr. Robot Man! His name is Another Bryce. One. Bryce. Uh, Bryce walks down yep. the hall. Yes? Hi, it's Eli here on the combat. Why does he have a combat if he's in the brig? Anyway, let him out of the brig. He needs to come to medical bay. That was an awful lot, but you're the first officer, sir. Disengaging force field. Asia stands up. And I've just adjusted his long black jacket. And did the future just let him make his little robot unless he's literally putting a death laser on it? Laser pointer is fine, though. Bryce takes a deep breath and sighs again and says, Yes, sir. Soon Zacius answers over to sickbay. As he walks in, he has passed a glass of vodka and a party hat. It is now quite crowded in sickbay. 
Aesius tries to pour the drink into the party hat and then drink it from the party hat. That's not... This works for the first couple seconds. And then the party hat starts to degrade. I see a problem with this. It goes on your head. Yeah, I should be noted that everybody else in the room has the party hat on their head. (laughs) Except for Eli. Uh, I just want to say before Zacius gets there Eli takes out a pad puts in his notes Um, he's got like just a section on his pad that's uh, Delta agent stuff Ikeven Iconians question mark and okay there. since we've done literally nothing else with that oh yeah 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 you can basically just okay yeah I, I, I can work in some slight Iconian stuff into this, so... No, I'm just having it as a funny gag of just trying to find some kind of connection to it. I, I mean, you can The DM is listening, and the DM always takes interesting ideas and makes the players regret it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hey, thanks for coming down. You see our robot friend here? Hmm, yes. Apathy waves. The one, fancy, the one with the fancy hat. Uh, his name is Apathy, apparently. Indeed. He said he used to belong to your conclave. My conclave? That's what he said. You sure my conclave? I mean, he, just said, they... he looks at he looks at um, Apathy with narrowed eyes. Are you sure? Like, how many conclaves are there? Like, I'm pretty sure it's not you know the the, the one that basically you know aided and abetted a genocide, but no. They're rather, uh, shall we say, assholes. Oh yeah, no, they're they're complete assholes. Yes, I suspect I know who manufactured your robot friend here. I mean, certainly was a long time ago. That is not the only reason you're down here. Indeed, he um, he slowly looks over to the um, medical display pad, which uh, medical display like the full wall, like with the um. Uh, the results of the biobed and sets his information is still displayed on there. Not all of it, mind you. Looks back and says, uh, and what do you need? Okay, well, first off, uh, somebody's trying to hack the ship using our own command codes. It's unfortunate. It is. Have you ever heard of the Ikvin before? Possibly. I'm gonna need a straight answer here. I let you. I'm letting you get your robots built. Have your little fun. Yes, the Ikven are a another, shall we say, pretender to the Conclave. They have some aligned interests, but also some quite strong deviants as well. Ah, uh, deviancy. Now there's a fun topic. Shall I regale you with tales about? Ged reaches over and puts a hand over the area where. Uh, Apathy's voice comes out and it just starts to be muffled. Setsu looks up and says, he's just getting the good stuff. Anyway. (laughs) Um, what would they want with her? Well, just thinking back to the past events, Setsu... Not you! I I was being the DM here. Oh, I'm sorry. Reminding you of past (laughs) events. I thought you were literally just going on another robot time period. I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> uh, remembering from past events, well, Setsa is a product of the Ikven. 
Uh, in addition to her normal organic brain, she also has a positronic matrix. Uh, she was attempted to have downloaded into her one of the old Ibi Pantheon, the Mechanical Gods, by the Ikvin. Okay, All this so happened during a diplomatic visit, if you recall. Oh, I recall. I blasted dude with some rockets out of my shoulder. You also kicked the door open with your shoe. I kicked the door open with my shoe. I made a really badass speech. Of course I remember. I was, it was great. A sheep. There was indeed a sheep or two. <laughs> no. Grimnir was happy about that. For the sheep. Do presence, uh, do presence insight, or insight rolls. I mean, shoes with, with knives in them make extra excellent lock picks, Grumpy. Oh, yeah, so Zacius looks over and sees Setsa kind of sprawled on the floor and says, So, what she's exactly got a... is this Ebi to the Ikven? Mm, she's a pet project of theirs in a way. She's got a positronic matrix. They tried to download a god into her. She was assimilated by the Borg at one point. And, like, he's just like, like, he just starts blinking and just like, wait, what? what? that's like a, you see him just start to crack a little bit with like holy crap that's a terrible idea what the hell are they and he just looks at them and is like did they yeah it was I, I, I shot a dude with some rockets I think that's an appropriate response to the situation yes um, def, if you ever are on uh, Cardassia or Deep Space Nine definitely go to Garrick's tell him Eli sent you alright certainly will Swazik, then if she's that kind of project to them, then they'll certainly be, be trying to recover her. Kara looks over. Yeah, except most of the Ikvin collaborators were all put in jail after that. <sighs> Ikvin, probably similar to the conclave, to other conclaves they ape, probably operate on cells. You probably didn't get them all. Well, great. Yeah. So, this seems kind of like your thing. Are you going to be assisting us? Uh, if they're trying to make a robot god that the Borg have already tried to assimilate. And Not I tried. We, dis we dis disassimilated her. I personally saw to that. Or so also holds up a hand. Also, I think that was unrelated. Okay. It, that was unrelated, but, you know, still kind of an important detail. But, but, she's got Borg implants and Ikven implants. With one of their Pantheon members. Almost. We stopped the download, I'm pretty sure. At this point, yeah. the door to the med bay dings. They and in walks Daniel. Daniel walks in, kind of holding his hand, and uh, he looks up and just kind of looks around silently for a second and, and asks, uh, am, I, am I interrupting something? And just before we cut to commercial... Gad walks over, hands him a glass of vodka and a party hat. And uh, let's go ahead and have a nice little break, since it seems like people need one, and I am totally fine with this. Had just walked into a strange site, been given a glass of vodka and a party hat. Uh, welcome to the party. I don't know what we're celebrating, but there's booze. So I burned my hand. Uh... Oh yeah, we'll wave a light over it. You know... <laughs> <laughs> That's a gross oversimplification, Doctor. And I know, but everyone's drinking, so, you know, I don't want to have to explain that we're going to get the dermal regenerator out and just slowly move to... it over so they can regenerate the skin. Are you I just to... got here. That's yes, a call yeah. over. Um, are you going to make the woo-woo noises when you do that? Like, No, that, that makes that. I don't, I don't go woo-woo. The machine goes woo-woo. That's not me. 
Bed just kind of gently guides Daniel over to a different med bay where, you know, John is not hiding under a blanket very ineffectively. He sits him down and says, eh, ignore them. They can't hold their liquor. Eli walks over with the dermal regenerator. Yeah, burns are like literally one of the easiest things to fix. Hey, make sure that thing's turned on or else it's going to look like you're trying to shave his hand. I'm a doc. I'm not even drunk. I can turn it on. He says, turning it on. And he now he's waving the light over his hand. Go ahead and give me a control medical roll. And I'm going to spend threats, so you're... Uh, your range now for a complication is 16. My target is 16, though. Okay, well, your range for threat then is 17. A lot of people crowded in this room who have <coughs> loss of, of coordination at right now. Yeah, that's basically Setsa right now. I resemble that. Doesn't matter. Four successes. All right, that's extra three momentum to the group. And, yeah, Daniel, you're fine. Your hand is totally back to normal. That took about two seconds. Do you feel fine? It's probably better than it's been for years. Yeah, you just... Your arthritis is gone. Arthritis. Turns out you had cancer in that hand. It's gone now. Ooh. It's smelling lumity fresh as well. Also took care of your carpal tunnel. Thanks. Daniel says, just kind of, look like, op opening and closing his hand a bit. If you got any more successes on that one, if that was even physically possible, it it's would be not possible. That's it... literally the max successes with two dice. Uh, like for two dice, but if you spent more dice, if you got like say like three crits on that one, it'd be funny if his hand, like one hand was normal, then the other hand looked like it was from a teenager. I mean, I mean that could just happen now. <laughs> got rid of some of the wrinkles, some of the old spots. He just kind of looks around. I think it's getting a bit crowded in here. Should I leave? No, no, you're fine. You're fine. I mean, there's the Jeffrey's tubes. You say that, and smoke starts coming out of the Jeffrey's tube. Don't oh. go to Jeffrey's tubes. You'll, you'll upset the bees. <laughs> um, out of the smoking Jeffrey's tube comes checkers and checkers, both wearing aprons and pizza chef hats. Did you guys burn the pizza again? What do you mean again? This is the first pizza we burned. It's not burn, it's Cajun style. That's what I was trying to say, the check the other checker says. Besides, I love a nice crispy crust. Well, now that Of course I you do. Here's a cigar to go with it, he says, holding out a cigar to Chorog. Oh, you. Oh, it's like you know me. As Chorog begins to hungrily chomp down, chomp down on the cigar. And now that my hand's okay, let me. You guys want me to come help you with that? Oh, sure, if you want. Uh, we got more ayahuasca. Um. No thanks. Uh, uh, Cactus yeah. juice. Come on. Oh yes, please. You have to try the ayahuasca. I I I have it. It, it was. I, I probably the cactus juice is the quenchiest. Uh, you, you guys remember how many things I broke the last time I I had? I know it was great. You got to do it again. Okay, okay, okay. Kara says, standing up and just gently pulling Setsa up. You, I. You guys keep talking about whatever. I'm gonna go there, put the princess to bed. That's not a good idea. Why not? Because things could happen. There, like this is Eli speaking, by the way. Things could happen. There's the Ikven. We're trying to figure that out. Just them talking about all this doesn't matter. She is in possibly danger. Uh, I see. Not at that point, and says e considerable danger. I see. And is the med bay any more particularly shielded or secure than her quarters? 
yes, we have people here that, well, drunk, are still probably good at fighting while drunk. Probably, he says, slowly turning his head over to Chorog. Tara pinches the bridge of her nose. Yeah, and those people are what worries me. <laughs> Look, it's really crowded in here. Can't we break this into some sort of smaller group? We can just put her in, like, over there. There's literally, like, privacy part. Fine. Kara takes Setsa and moves her over to the area away from the others. Setsa, as Setsa is led away, she looks to the screen and is like, Is that my scan data? Chuck, uh, Chuck's an empty bottle. Like, one of the checkers says, Hey, give me another. Give me a fill up of that ayahuasca, will ya? Checkers goes back into the smoking tube for ayahuasca. <laughs> Daniel follows, saying, No, no, along the way. Oh, you're, so going, you're going into the tubes. Yeah, Daniel offered to help with pizza. And why is he saying no? It's ayahuasca time. He's, he's saying no to the ayahuasca. If you say no to the ayahuasca, the bees will get upset. <laughs> it's At fine. This point. They're sleeping. There's smoke in the tunnel, in the tubes. Fuck, you got me there. <laughs> Beanie just kind of looks around the room and says, I'm starting to believe there's a 57% chance that I may be the most capable person in this room. I mean, I'm not drunk, Eli says. Beanie looks at him. And I don't think that was relevant. Alright, well, um, I think this robot needs to go to the scrapyard. Yes, a field trip would be quite lovely. No, more like daycare. You're going to daycare. Ooh, the will there be clowns? Uh, possibly. Yay, artistic endeavors. I can go color with the baby tardigrades. Jog says, uh, somewhat drunk and stupid. John, take him to Detroit. John crawls out from under the uh, blanket where he had been ineffectively hiding, still wearing his yellow sim trunks. Goes up to Apathy, touches him on the leg, and there's a blue flash, and they're both gone. <laughs> Wait, no! Why'd you have to take him to Detroit? He goes to Detroit, they're just gonna break him down for spare parts. Zacia says, um, Conclave Android could be useful. Alright, hold on a second. John, bring him back. And he hear you. There's a couple minutes, or a couple seconds of silence. And then there's a blue flash as Apathy and John come back. And now BD is also wearing yellow swim trunks. <laughs> uh, I had just arrived at the sandcastle. We needed you back. We realized we might actually need you. Yes. Um, Not because you're competent, just because you're useful. Aren't those <sighs> the same thing? No. All right. You could be useful just by, you know, being a warm really... body, but competence, that's something you need to be taught. And the Conclave operative speak did bring me down here. You do seem perfectly capable of enunciating. Very well. So, you should probably come up with a plan to, let's just say, thwart the next attempt possibly to snag her. I would worry about... Well, possibly ships they may have uh, absconded with. If they've tried to control the Reliant, then say Klingon Boat of Prey would be a, would be an easier target for them to steal. Have it cloaked and try to transport your darling princess away. I mean, she's in the private. She's in the private room and it's kind of shielded. So, yeah, we literally are. we literally they got that set up shielded so they can't get that out. But that's when we were doing the Borg. Yes, I'm just saying you may want to be on alert for proximity attempts around your vessel. 
Otherwise, they All may right. try a long-distance transport through the network, which would be risky, but in desperation, they may attempt something like that. So, uh, I'm going to make a recommendation to Captain Graves. Indeed. Uh, he tabs his comm badge. Captain! Graves here. Um, I have a suggestion for the time being. Yep, shoot. We are a target out here, um, and I'm told the Ekven might get very desperate, so I think until further notice we should return to Starbase Magellan, have everyone on high alert. Yep, agreed. We'll just um, put ourselves on yellow, or we're already on yellow alert right now, so we'll keep it that, keep everything ready, and yeah, let's just be over at Starbase Magellan in case their systems may need to assist ours. They might try to go for a Klingon Bird of Prey, um... Possibly a Miranda class. Not like I mean, like one of the old ones I still got out here, not like a Reliant. Uh, Alright, we'll see. Anything... Uh, let me check with Rook Tier first. Alright. Um, because my biggest idea was we literally have the Rheatheans there. They could probably just like sense anyone getting on trying with the ill intent. Oof, yeah. Well, we do have Jessara and Nina on board the ship. True, we do have them, but I thought, like, bigger net, easier to catch, but... Alright, well, also Waitley. I mean, I mean, are you sure about that? No. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, let me go put in the call with Rick Tier first. I mean, let's just make it a group call. Alright, uh, Rick Tier. Uh, yes, Captain. Yeah, have we made any progress in tracing the, um exact route that the Ikven used to try to compromise Reliant. Any star bases, for example. Actually, you have, the, you have the exact route. The destination is a solar system within Ikven space that has not generally been known to be colonized. The system has not been bounced across different star bases. It was a direct transmission directly from the planet to the ship in a straight line. Alright. Let me try something else. Um, thank you, Eli. Um, we could turtle up at Starbase Magellan, but I'm thinking something slightly more aggressive here. You know what? Now that, you know, we do have their exact location, I suggest maybe Starfleet Command get a few ships to back us up, contact the Ibi Command, get a few ships from them to back us up, and, you know, carry a big stick. Yeah, so, yeah. Captain, I'm just uh, sort of curious as to what our plan is we've got a location um well broadly happening? well broadly speaking we've got a problem here the Ikven are probably making a play towards Setsa, but at the same time like waiting is probably going to give them just some opportunity to try something and eventually something's going to work to try to get her off uh reliant my thinking is instead of turtling up let's a little bit more like her karat. Let's go on the offensive and try to resolve the situation on the ground there. And I'm going to go call in a favor right now. Would you like me to call in a favor as well? <laughs> you go call in a favor on a separate call. I don't think it'd be appropriate for a group call in this context. Oh, no. I'm, I, yeah, no, I was definitely going to go off on another call. I wasn't just going to do it here. Why, why would I do that? All right. Um, all right. Well, we'll reconvene shortly. Right, well, the uh, Reliant is ready to go. So, Graves uh, or taps his combat. Kara, you can have this character. Um, 
Graves um, heads to his ready room, sets up a uh, encrypted communication to Ifar on the Ibi administrative complex and to Administrator Vela Jagoro. There's a loading screen, and then Vela's face pops up on the monitor, and she looks at Marcus with a bit of surprise. Marcus, I wasn't expecting a call. We've got a little bit of a situation. Um, have the Yekven been causing any trouble lately? Not that I'm aware of. Most of them are either street preachers at this point or in prison. So there's a chance that the Yekven are trying to capture Setsa again, and we have the location of the planet that they have attempted to compromise her from. It is in Ibby space. After a moment, Velia just kind of looks at him and says, That doesn't sound very likely to me. Well, maybe not very Or at least the capturing sets apart. I I haven't seen your records. I can't doubt the transmission, but... Well, contacting her, trying to... uh, I don't know. Like, right now, I don't think the Ikven would simply be making a cordial call to her, considering that she is with Borg technology and considerable... Well, Considerable Marcus, theoretical capabilities. You remember how their last big play ended. Setsa, yeah. it turns out, was not exactly a useful participant for their plans, even when they managed to get entirely to their goal. I'm not convinced that they haven't worked out any solutions. Well, they certainly wouldn't be able to try the same trick again. We've deorbited that satellite. Yeah, so that's why I'm wondering... Um, sending the, the exact planet that we've detected the conclave or the uh, Ikven transmission from. We have a couple of specialists on board that may be able to assist. I'm just wondering if the IOD wants to have, you know, some ships in the area, maybe higher ships of the line. Bella raises an eyebrow and simply says, the planet you're looking at is, well, it's L-class, so I guess it's livable, but it's, it's not... In any of the colonized spaces, there's not been any space traffic there for years, decades. So, in other words, it's a pretty good candidate for a hidden base. Only if they're not sending anything in or out of that base and haven't been for years. Well, with Ikven uh, augmentations, they might be able to make do a little bit better than a standard humanoid. So, we're requesting permission to go have a look at the planet. Oh, of course. I wasn't saying you were wrong. I was just saying that whatever it is, it doesn't look particularly active. I'll have a IOD squadron ready in the pilot system. They should be able to join you with merely a minute's notice if you need them. All right. And um, definitely be aware that the infiltration attempt on our ship also tried to use our command codes. So definitely put whatever security um, you have on high alert, especially for incoming transmissions. See. And override orders. That is disturbing. Yeah, that's where the whole, you know, capturing sets it comes in, because after Reliant, kinda have that whole kit and caboodle. Maybe. Have you considered the fact that maybe they just want the ship? Why Reliant? I don't know, but it occurs to me that if they wanted Setsa, wouldn't they attack her directly? Oh as far as I understand it, she has reported some hallucinations. Hallucinations, you say. Yeah, Ikven Nun. An elderly Ikven lady about yay tall. She continues to give a description, which fits the old woman that you had seen before on uh, Ifar, and also fits Setsa's recollections. 
Yeah, that sounds about right. Hmm. Yeah, I remember that she was present, but by the time security officers arrived, we could find no trace of her before. Hmm. Yeah, so... You know, maybe at the very least she's got a chateau and a good, a good set of, uh, uh... Good set of intel. I see. Well, if there are Ickvins still operating out there, we need to take care of that. I trust you to do your damnedest, Marcus. Yep, will do. I'll have my engineer uh, double our efforts to get over there as soon as possible. We'll use the transport network from the Federation to pop over to the Xerentine sector without delay. Good, good. And keep my other self quite safe, would you? Yeah, right now, um, she is in good hands. All right. Is there anything else I can do for you? Not today. Um, thanks for the assistance, and hopefully we'll have this sorted out shortly. Delia nods, and the communication link goes dead. Graves says, all right. Uh, Graves to Eli, uh, are, you, are, you done, are you done calling in your favor yet? Um, called one of them in. I'm just literally calling my sister. Um, Takao's coming. Oh, awesome. Uh, my we my not... aunt, all that, yeah. Um, I was about to call in a second one. Do we want Cardassians or Ferengi? Um, like, one I could just bribe, the other is like... <laughs> well, when we're talking about Cardassian, um, I would probably need a little bit more intel on that one in particular. Ferengi is probably self-explanatory. I mean, Cardassian... I'd literally just be asking Garrick if he could send someone out. All right, I mean... If the OB are up for it, but I'd definitely relay that through um, the IOD, um, the or, uh, orbital defense. And Ferengi, literally, just we could hire a liquidator. All right, if you got the funds for it. Um, I mean, do I have the funds for it? Well, I know you have ships, but I haven't been. Okay, so if you're comfortable doing that, I think that's pretty good. Um, Listen, I'm they're trying to. They might be trying to hurt Setsa, and that's that's not that doesn't drive with me. No, and I definitely like to kick him as hard as I can for that. Exactly, um, so should I call I'm them both in? Go ahead and call both in. Probably just be one ship from each of them. But... Okay, that's fine. I, like, we've got some ships from the uh, the Ibby coming, and I'm going to call Starfleet, see if we can get some backup here. So Especially a class relying class, probably... I think they probably sent him to Gala, right? Yeah, um... Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Let's... I'll just keep Starfleet Command on alert if we've got a Crossfield class coming in here. Uh, well, yeah, that's the talk. That's, that's Brian. Yeah, yeah I'm basically saying let's if they're able to compromise our fleet, let's not give them too big of a fleet. Let's just say. Have ships on reserve, but not in the immediate scene. That's just for Starfleet. Everyone else you got bringing in, bring in specialists. Oddballs, they won't see that coming. I mean, with with my sister on that ship, they're going to be safe, I don't think... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, definitely, let, like, let's just not, like, you know, bring in a standard, you know, sovereign class, here class type setup. Of course, like, of course. Okay, so I've got more calls to make. I also have to check in with Rick here. Do I have to do the calls in character? <laughs> you do not. In fact, <laughs> thank I, you. Honestly, we're, we're coming close to the end tonight, so let's uh, start to wrap up some of these calls. Okay, so we got the, we've got Baz's theory, so let's go ahead and get to that. So Graves says, uh, ba uh, Graves to Rick Tier. Uh, yes, sir. 
All right, um, so we've got a plan of attack. We're gonna go take a look for the Ikven. The question though is that there's an L-class planet that they could be hiding out on. We'll, we've got two priorities. One is detection, trying to find their location, trying to initiate contact, maybe resolve this diplomatically. Second is defense. So do we have anything to offer in either of those? Well, it does, uh, to me, it does feel like a trap. Um, it's a direct call. They're not even trying to hide their location in terms of um, filtering and laying it around. Um, the, I mean, we've got ship phases. I can set up transport inhibitors. We can um, shield, specifically what? shield... Um, certain areas of the ship if the shields were to go down um try to isolate different sections of of um different sections of the ship to see if if something were to to if another command code was to to come in and or something someone somehow gone onto the ship that we could lock everything down um lock, lock the bulkheads down at least all right, so that sounds good. Um, let's, yeah, so just enough to isolate us, but at the same time, let's try to make sure that we're not creating traps that can be backfiring on ourselves by basically locking, uh, giving easy ways of locking us out as well. Uh, maybe, uh, yeah, it's hard to plan with these, uh, with the Ekven. Um, as far as detection goes, like there's one th hypothesis that I want to get rid of, you try to test relatively rapidly which is whether or not um, that the planet we're heading to is an actual base or just a relay with a message. So basically, let's be able to identify, try to de detect whether or not there's a hidden base there or if we're just dealing with a commsat. Well, I can, um, I can get energy being uh, funneled through to the sensors. That would be up to, up to science to get a good read of what's in the system and what's not. As right. the DM, I will remind you, you have an, a complete picture of the signal the route took. The source was the planet, the destination was the Reliant. There were no stops. Yep. I mean, there does seem to be... There, there's no signs of any kind of relay or or distribution other than this source, this planet, is where the signal came from. The, yeah, it, it's still a question, though, of basically is... The the signal came from here, but if are we just dealing with a communications device on the planet or the an established base? So it's basically just trying to maybe work through some tacking on detection techniques in case they've got any cloaked tech. Yeah, well, there is there is the reason why they want us to come. If all right, well, uh, we'll I'll get started going on developing what um, um, tacking on sensor sweeps. See if we can boost that. Um, working with Setsa, um, and we'll get our, get my team working on transport inhibitors and other um, other isolating mechanisms, so that if something were to to happen to the ship, to at least part of the ship, other systems won't be compromised right. as well. All right, sounds good. Uh, I'm gonna. Try like, uh, out of character here. Um, e Eli, if you want to join in on the call, you can just sort of, like, 
All right, hello. Good news. Um, Carda yes, Cardassians are sending a uh, Depada escort, and I hired a Ferengi uh, with a uh, a Quark class. Is it weird right. to like name a ship after someone that's still alive? That's bad luck, but yeah. So basically, a, a variety of potential security systems, and and I have just thought of something as well. You ever, right. like, in the Academy, read, like, old logs from, like, the Enterprise-D and stuff <laughs> like that? No, not as such. Uh, so, wait, was I the only one that uh, did that? Uh, I've done uh, a few wait. of them. Okay, so you might know what I'm talking about. Um, in the background, Gad yells, Teacher's pet! Yes, I was. <laughs> Shut up. Also, how'd you get in my office? Doors closed. <laughs> uh, <sighs> Lieutenant Commander data was used to encrypt the uh, um, computer of the Starship Enterprise. We have uh, Bryce, who is a Soong type, not Soong type, he's Maddox type technically, but that's close enough to Soong type. He's got the positronic brain. He, his brain might be able to come up with a great encryption. Alright, yeah, let's go for that. Let's just hope Bryce doesn't get compromised now. Well, I mean, it's just every layer counts. Alright, I'll uh, start working with Bryce for that too. So, Graves says, all right, uh, if we're all good to go, let's proceed to the, uh, well, the destination point. Uh, Moon takes the ship into warp, and a short while later, the ship arrives above a green L-class planet, orbiting a very bright star, and a system that is in Ibby space, but is currently unclaimed. And then the rest of the fleet shows up. I was about to say, depending on how many people you called, it quickly turns into a space parking lot with a lot of calm traffic. Uh, like, Crossfield class literally just pops in next to them. John, John, like immediately, like pops over to the decal. Moon just Actually, no, looks... no, 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 no. John doesn't. Okay, so okay, the Crossfield class is it the, the decal? Taco, taco, taco. Okay, the Takao is suddenly inundated by a swarm of baby tardigrades looking for all the spores. Oh no. <laughs> so that's going on in that ship. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, so the fleet has arrived. Which is going to be funny if the Ek, if the Ekven Nun just, like, invited, you know, wanted to invite the Reliant over to, like, chat. <laughs> we sent the Ek's going to give it to you, starts playing over all frequencies. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I feel like I could just end the episode with just a muted trombone going, <laughs> Yeah, we're just like this battle fleet showing up, this old lady, it's like to this old lady's house. You don't even know what it is. Nobody scanned the planet yet. Listen, if the old lady okay, didn't want an entire armada coming to her house, she shouldn't have committed terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, uh, for emails, we've got Reliant at Starbase UDC. Dot com. Do you guys want to at least scan the planet before we end for the no, night? No. Okay. Oh, we're scanning the planet. No. We I think it would be a good uh, cliffhanger just arriving at the planet. Okay, well, we scan the planet and Setsa got one, one complication. There's 30 cloaked ships in, the, in, in there. They're all Borg uh, battle tactical cubes. Setsa screams and falls backwards from the science station. Are we on the bridge to see this, or are we all still getting drunk? Uh, I feel like been, this has been a couple drunk. hours. Everybody should okay, be on the yeah, bridge. Eli's in the, in the first officer's chair. It's comfy. Is that, or Graves looks over. That's a, it's just like, um, I, I think I may have messed up. 
why? What, why make, what makes you say that? Is it likely there'd be like 30 cloaked Borg battleships around here? I don't think the Borg use cloak. No. If they did, that would be fucking horrifying. Uh, At this point, Kara gets up, walks over to set the station, looks at it, presses a single button, goes back and sits down. That's a looks at the display screen. Uh, It just shows the system now. It looks like it's a fairly normal L-class planet, covered in a jungle, slightly hazardous atmosphere that would require breath masks. There is one single weak power source coming from the entire area. Looks like some sort of overgrown facility. It's been abandoned for years, quite obviously. Oh, Setsa says, right, well, I found a facility, weak power signature, and it looks to be possibly in use. Well, that beats 30 tactical cubes that are cloaked and getting ready to assimilate us now, doesn't it? Yeah, right, well, best course of action, I think, to take is to load a photon torpedo. Um, no, no, no. Can we not do that? Maybe I, That's just a suggestion. It's just a suggestion. It's not an order. Graves says, um, yeah, let's, let's send an away team down there. And point, I'm going to go ahead and call it for the night. Congratulations, though. You guys finally showed up at the planet where stuff will happen. <laughs> it only took us a couple hours. An entire session. Well, better late than never. I mean... Can you really blame us? We like we like getting in character. It's been I mean, a while I mean, too. I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, like so. drunk. I just yeah, like like I said, it's all funny to me. But especially, I find it amusing. Okay, we've got the whole battle fleet. Let's go. There's nothing here. <laughs> I know, like, there could be something. Up soon. An old lady's house with a fleet. <laughs> well, I, I presumably in two weeks we'll find out who he is why he's calling, and maybe the crew will get some answers, depending on if they beam down. Over, <laughs> Good night, everybody. Over on the cockout, Bri's just like, Captain, I recommend we load a photon torpedo. Siblings think alike. Yeah. <laughs> At that I don't moment, think next though, week the... we'll get the debut of Captain Valdemar Ramius and the Red October. Yeah, they can sit up in the space parking lot with everybody else. <laughs> Listen, it's a, if 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 nothing comes of it, it's just a team building exercise. <laughs> Everyone can go home a bit, you know, just, more just, bonded just, and wiser. Just I mean, remember, some, Abby, of, I mean, some of you people remember. called in favors for this. You yeah. spent favors on this. I mean, Eli Moore spent actual money with the Ferengi, but favors. I mean, Graves um, wasn't going to be using it with Vela for a while. I vote we call this episode "The Boys Who Cried Wolf." <laughs> go for it! Go for it! That's a good one. <laughs>